Oh, hey, y'all. Hey, it's super stoked. I'm going to start with an alliteration. Super stoked for today's show. Why? Because my good friend Tracy Straup is on with minutes to spare. She's like, yeah, I'll do your show. Okay. Explain the backstory there, but always uh, lovely to have her on board. And of course, the subject matter that we can touch on with Tracy is just so broad. We can cover almost anything, but she also has a new book about the mommy apothecary that I want y'all to know about. Uh, how to tap into the things. How do you raise kids without antibiotics? You know, I talk about that all the time. She's nailing all of this stuff. So that's going to be a fun hour to crank it up. And then a whole lot of other stories that are happening in the news. We may talk football as well. It's hard to avoid right now with what's going on. And then I've got to dart out and head to the event in Florida, which I just uh, confirmed with Tracy that our friend Judy Mikovits is going to be down there too. So maybe we get her on the show today or when we're in Florida. So a lot of cool stuff happening. Please share the show. Come on over if you're not already here. RobertScottBell.com slash listen. There's a chat room, a live chat room. And then, of course, if you're watching on the various social medias that we are occasionally banned on right now, maybe not. <laughs> we'll see you there in just a moment. Thanks for being here. Let's start this uh, healing party right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. People who are incubators for every variant to come, walking around lawfully unvaccinated? That's psychotic. For the unvaccinated... You're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. About this, in a world of threats and tyrants and terror, you know what our biggest enemy is in America? Our fellow Americans. They are the ones that are propagating this outbreak. Being frustrated that there is still a percentage of the population are, who are not vaccinated. I wish that he would go further to restrict mm. the activities of the unvaccinated. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're, that's, I mean, 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. Where are all those apologies? Uh, from those folks that you just saw, including Gene Simmons from Kiss, we talked Leanna Wen, who now is backing off of her perspective. Interestingly enough, and uh, many of them are still in denial that they ever said what they said. Particularly Fauci, as you know, he can speak one thing and a moment later say he didn't say what he just said. Uh, there's a lot uh, to account for, and some of these folks probably will not account for it until they leave this life and find out it's hot as hell. Uh, just saying. I mean, they they could know better because we knew better. And they did know better, but they didn't act on that information because they were interested in selling out for something else, something else that is not truly uplifting nor godly. As we begin today's Robert Scott Bell show, I was a little montage. Super Don, who put that together? A number of folks, uh, famous folks that you know, basically spoke against your freedom to have bodily autonomy while probably... Uh I, I got that off of Twitter. It was a guy, uh, and it was on the on the video there. His his Twitter handle is at end wokeness. Okay, yeah. So either he made it or there. he borrowed it from somebody else and put his handle on it. But I'm not that. That's where I got it from. 
Yeah, and once again, that that late night talk host that loves to you know bash Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy yes. Kimmel, and then the audience of Kimmel cheering that. Of course, yes. if you have a heart attack and you're vaccinated, fine, come on in. If you if you didn't, uh, then you can you can die. I mean, why? Ha 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 ha. Yeah, not not in the least bit funny. Granted, uh, not all people agree what is funny, but in terms of uh, the willingness to sacrifice people who who uh, believe differently than you or or let them die, you know, this ties kind of into the, the you know the heart attack event of this uh, Buffalo Bills player. He's still apparently in in critical condition. I don't know if they've stabilized him. I don't know what the latest thing is. The latest, but, the latest I saw. Uh, I dropped it in Skype there for you. Buffalo yeah. Bills uh, safety, D- uh, Damar Hamlin. He remains in critical condition with signs of improvement. Yeah. Um, he's expected to remain in intensive care for a while. The the thing I saw, his uncle, I guess, did a quick interview with someone and said that he had started on uh, 100% oxygen and they'd managed to get him down to 50%. Uh, okay. Um, 100%, well, 50%. So I mean, that's an improvement, but I think he's still having trouble with the the breathing situation. Yeah. And the thing we talked about yesterday opening the show was about the extreme responses on both sides of the belief system, right? Those that say it's outrageous that you would even ask about vaccination status. And then there are those who say that it's not possible that this is just a heart attack anywhere in between. We don't know. He's not your patient, but to, to acknowledge one without the other, I think is, is not only disingenuous, but it, it lacks scientific acumen. You know, the ability to say, oh, right, the possibility exists that this was due to an adverse, adverse event from a COVID jab, which we're now learning by the day more and more that the CDC and the FDA knew and or covered up these adverse events, including myocarditis, pericarditis, other uh, heart rhythm abnormalities, et cetera. No, it's not a surprise to you here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We've been covering this from the beginning. But for them who have been in a state of denial for various reasons, whether it be economic conflicts or interest uh, or otherwise, uh, to deny that there is uh, injury occurring. And my perspective is that injury is always occurring. It's just a matter of severity and how able the body that receives this injection or these mRNA injections is, is able to adapt to survive in the midst of a cascade of production of spike proteins that wouldn't normally be produced except by artificial in, induction via injection in this case. And then the question is, what do you do about it? And that's a big part of what we're going to do uh, or introduce you to today. Uh, in just a couple of minutes, we have uh, my good friend, naturopath Tracy Straub coming on the show, and I'm so excited to have her on board today. Uh, the first article in the show notes there, Super Don, we put up, you put up there, is from The Defender. And it's uh, originally from the Epoch Times, and it's headlined, CDC finds hundreds of safety signals for Pfizer, Moderna COVID vaccines. Information obtained through Freedom of Information Act request reveals the CDC uh, has identified hundreds of safety signals for the two most widely administered COVID jabs. And, you know, the FDA had the information, co- uh, the manufacturers had the information, and they were forced to release it by Freedom of Information Act request. And these ailments and illnesses and adverse events or, you know, episodes are hundreds they're too numerous to go through but we have been going through them and as you scroll down you can see um, that they've refused until forced to release this information monitoring for safety signals remember the VAERS system which isn't perfect there is no perfect system for monitoring uh, the adverse events but it is the system that was uh, there to alert for signals 
of potential uh, problems as they are compared to previous or any or all vaccines. And of course, all of those signals were alerted. And yet little to no action other than to, as you saw in the opening montage, official mouthpieces and unofficial mouthpieces promoting the agenda of vaccinate or else you, you should lose your freedom or your life. And now more information coming out on the all-cause mortality scenario with those who have been jabbed, you're, you're dying in greater numbers than those who have not been jabbed. Now, this has never been a point of, uh, of uh, perspective here on, the, on this show to say, well, tough nubs, you got jabbed, we try to warn you, good luck, and you can die on the street like a Jimmy Kimmel would do for us or to us. People like that. This is not what we do. Where is the human compassion? Where's the love for your fellow man, woman, and child? No matter what the choices they make, you might disagree with them, but do you condemn them? Or do you provide some level of, of compassion and even forgiveness? I don't know if they'll forgive, forgive themselves for what they've done, but at this point, I know God is forgiving. The question is, do they repent really and sincerely and come back? And then from there, navigate their way out of a, a real mess that they have co-created for themselves. That is, they have participated by the choice that they made, and and I wouldn't deny them that choice. More, more or less, they would try to deny our choice to not be assaulted medically in this way. Choice is one of the greatest gifts besides life itself from God. And I've learned the greatest things in my lifetime by making, let's say, really bad choices sometimes. But I am who I am because of those choices, because I was allowed to make those choices and find a way back and I pray that you have the compassion for those that have made choices that they now regret, that you don't condemn them like they would condemn you or me or us. And, and that's a big part of, uh, I know, Tracy Straub's message. She's, she's a golden heart. You know, you just want to smile and give her a hug because she believes in this healing. She doesn't she mess around either. I mean, if you're not going to go down the path, it's like, okay, you can go on. But the point is, if you're ready for help, if you're ready for healing, she's written a new book. It's an ebook called The Mommy Apothecary. And you know, we've we've had her on over the years through Trinity and of course, uh, Nutritional Frontiers and now doing all of her amazing work, including some amazing announcements that she's doing with Judy Mikovits. We're going to talk about that this hour. Let's welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Good friend, Tracy Strout and maybe someone else. Fighting. <laughs> yes, there's Dr. Judy Mikovits. In the car. <laughs> in the car, Judy. <laughs> In the chauffeur, awesome. Probably heading to Florida, and uh, I'm going to see you there, Judy. Tomorrow, I'll be there, and it, I'll give you a great big hug too. So, thank you for coming to that event and helping spread the message. But as I was just laying this out about Tracy, your perspective, background as well, uh, anything I missed or got wrong on that, because I don't want to speak for you, but my sense of you is, you know, alignment in in terms of how we perceive what's gone on and what we can do to help. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're all on the same page. I mean, it's out there. People have done it. There's nothing that, um, there's no take backs on this. We're seeing effects of it. Uh, I just had a conversation with somebody today because I think we all get labeled when we speak out. And it was actually a, a reel that I was creating for Instagram of, you know, it doesn't make you anti anything because you question something. I mean, that's the basis of science. And Judy will tell you that. Uh, is that we should question everything, especially if it's going to be put into our body. That's the whole idea of informed consent and being protected is that we should be informed and then consent. 
And some people have, some people took the information out there and were like, okay, I consent. I take this thing. Other people fought not to take it and had to take it in order to preserve something in their life. And it's not for me to judge it. Um, but in, in order to help mankind move forward with what has happened, we don't want to be condemning to those no. people. There's no take backs now. So actually Judy and I got together and we we're like, okay, now what, what can we do now? So we did, we created a course together. Uh, when people started texting me saying, can I detox from this jab? And I was like, well, no, but you can shut down the expression. And so when Judy and I sat down and figured out what do we want to talk about? Uh, the biggest things were the history. How did we get here? You know, what were the lies and indoctrination put out the fear tactics that were used? Uh, the second part was understanding how this thing works understanding how our bodies work and then protocols and solutions that we have found help people. And so we put that all together in a six session course uh, that we did in December. We are doing another live session in January and there's also a self-paced module. And I think it did a few things. Number one, it gave Judy enough time to talk. I think she has an hour here and an hour there Mm -hmm. And her history and everything that she needs to put out there so people can understand how we got here and what we need to get out of it. Uh, and as she's saying, not losing the history of science and the things that she's put into practice, um, that was a big part of it. And then the second thing is being able to take time and explain the protocols and why they work. And then which protocol do you need? So we're actually going to be doing a specialization class that's going to be an additional six classes to this one. So 12 altogether, uh, probably in February. But that we want to get hope out there. We can. I mean, Robert, you know that. I mean, look at what you've overcome in your life from the indoctrination to the health issues. It, you, you can shut down the expression. You can overcome things if you have the right information in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. I think there's many things that we can do. Amen. Now, Tracy, to your point of the detoxification question, it's not that we discard the concept at all. It's a very important part yeah. of healing. But right. the question, and I want to, if Judy, hopefully the audio is good, we're going to try. She's in the car. The idea of detoxifying from something that is different in terms of the claim that it's a vaccine, when we're signaling the, the DNA of our own body to produce proteins that are aberrant, abhorrent, and, and not normally produced, that's different than any other vaccination prior to the mRNA technology. Am I correct in saying that, Judy? Yes, exactly, Robert. You're, it's it's not a vaccine, and as done in the beginning in pandemic and pandemic indoctrination, it it was never intended as a bioweapon. It's a synthetic virus. It's a synthetic poison. It's specific population and genetic and epigenetic expression. Doctor, epigenetic expression. It targets targeted certain cultures populations in order to, as Kevin Jenkins did in his March 10th, 20 medical races. It's just another Tuskegee hair experiment. So we know it was a bioweapon. It's not a vaccine. It's a poison. It's in genetics, but it can't modify our genetics. You know, the snake needs a fang in there or the principal peptide of snake venom called Cincinnatin. That's the know that. They told us that in the beginning. And they walked through the 
medical literature weaponized this over the last 30 years when all liability was removed. So they've done that experimentation. COVID-19 is premeditated murder by fact of all the people he experimented on and injured and, um, and called a vaccine, which never was. It is a bioweapon, a synthetic virus. RV. It's Xeno, it's foreign. It's mouse monkey or manufactured and yes, and manufactured all along, but we never put the synthetic element that Dr. Carrie Madej and others talk about. These bioweapons, whether it be graphene, whatever you do to turn on the formulation, it's mm -hmm. under your skin and under your skin. We can take our own body and support it nutrition silence and clear the poison no matter what Fauci material weapon form yeah. against us that can win this, this was my PhD thesis players club again um, we're not going to the darkness we know what you do we just said and we just heal but all the mark of the beast is our, our mind until until and understands to repent and mm. ask for forgiveness god will but not until we repent yeah amen judy thank you for that i know we're, we're having some audio breakups but you're in the car i see that there might be palm trees along the highway so you might already be in florida but uh, again i can't wait to see you give you a great big hug i know you'll be doing some amazing work as we all will attempt to do that too to bring the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you and that power to heal comes from God. So thank you, Judy, for all you do. And we'll see you tomorrow uh, starting at the uh, event, the Hyatt on International Drive in Florida, Orlando area. All right, thanks. Now, Tracy, again, what Judy's doing is so amazing. And the fact that you guys are doing this together, it's like the one plus one equals three or 3,000 or three million, you know, coming together like we do. It's exciting. We've done some events like for our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. I know that uh, Joe and Jamie are going to be down there at the event as well. And when we come together at these events, there is something that extra that happens. And this is another aspect of the, the fear that, that has been perpetrated, propagandized against us all under the COVID uh, you know, uh, belief system, if you will. And that is we must separate, we must divide, we must hide, we must cover our faces. All of these things that seem to fly in the face of anything that we would be instructed to do by God. They said, you should do if you want to live. And I'm thinking, this is no way to live. Um, maybe you relate a little bit about how we were deceived in that regard. And then we'll talk more about some of these solutions and also your new book. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if you look at what the powers of be are doing, they're all united, all the same message, all the same drive. Um, you know, everything is the same. And you can look on any network and see that over and over again. Uh, with us, I think we have a lot of good people that have a piece of it. Um, I think with the entire health system, it's been divided for a long time. Uh, I've always been looked upon because I'm not licensed that I wasn't qualified. And I mean, from people that, you know, weren't even professionals in the healthcare field would say that. Uh, but here I am with some of the greatest minds in the world, giving protocols and helping them understand nutraceutical protocols, not mm -hmm. because I'm smarter, but because there is 
a value in what I do as much as there's a value in a medical doctor, a value in a PhD. So I think if we can all get over our own egos, that's probably step number one. Uh, and come together as a body like the body of Christ and work together and know what our scopes are and where we're good and realize we don't have to do all things. So Judy is one of the most brilliant minds. But like I said, she never had time just to lay her thoughts out. And so it took us six classes that were an hour and a half to two hours a piece. I mean, the amount of information that we shared in this course was unbelievable. And I kept watching her like slow down and be able to explain. And I thought it's not that people can't understand her, that she's too high level. No one gave her enough time. So here we are giving her time. And I'll tell you, course six for yeah. me as a practitioner was a game changer, a game changer. When I finally was like, she sent me five articles and she's like, make this into a PowerPoint. This is what I want to talk about. So I have to take Judy's mind. And I always tell everybody like, I'll dumb it down for you. I'm here to dumb this down and make it, you know, consumable. And so I took it and I put it into a PowerPoint and I sent it back to her. And I think that's why we work so well together. She's not egotistical and no. saying, you're mm -hmm. not qualified. You know, you can't work with me. And I'm not egotistical saying, well, you don't know this, so you can't work with me. I mm -hmm. basically, am like, I'm good at this. Let me help you. And she's like, well, I'm good at this. Let me help you. And that's what brought us together. And I'll tell you, when you have that synergy, you know, I always tell somebody, I may be a pinky toe and all this, but I'll tell you what, if you if you lost me or I fell off, you'd miss me, you know, mm -hmm. but even though you don't think I contribute a lot to your balance, I do. Um, and, and that's the thing with all of us. We all have a part to play, all of us, all you healthcare professionals out there. You think that, oh, you watch these big superstars or these people, and they're amazing people, amazing people out there being so brave, like Robert, like Dr. Tempenny, Carrie Midday, all of them, they're so brave, Dr. Judy, and they're all out there. But you think you can't contribute and you can, because what you can do is continue to learn and share this hope that we're all trying to put out there to say, there's nothing, we can't do any take backs now, let's move forward. So when they try to deceive us and divide us and say, there's a hierarchy and this person's smarter than you. Yes, you may have a MD after your name, but somebody in your class finished last and maybe it is you. I don't know. I don't know where, you know, Dr. Fauci graduated in his class, but right. my point is we all have a part to play. We all have a brilliance and a gift that God has bestowed upon us that we can use to move forward now together. And there's nobody that knows more or is smarter than I mean, I was a nobody, Robert, that got connected to all these people and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I'm talking to people that I never thought I would talk to and people are giving me their cell numbers. And yeah. it's amazing because that's how God works. He takes a nobody and decides one day you're gonna be somebody. Mm -hmm. And maybe somebody that's watching today is afraid to step out and stand up. But I'm mm -hmm. telling you today that if that's what God wants for you, there'll be no stopping him. Mm -hmm. um, and to share your knowledge and to be bold and to help people. I'm not afraid now to have those conversations where I say, listen, by the FDA's own omission on their website, they have an entire section dedicated to side effects and reactions to pharmaceuticals, to over-the-counter medications. It doesn't make me anti-aspirin. Well, okay, I don't like aspirin, but it doesn't <laughs> make me anti-whatever to be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to read this and know that there could be a risk if I take this and eat it. And that's okay. But if I say to somebody, Do you, did these things happen after you received this jab? And they're like, well, yeah, it was perfectly fine until then. Mm -hmm. 
does it make me an anti-vaxxer or whatever because I know there's risk associated with anything that's been synthetically created? Anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we have to get over that part that you're an anti and I'm for. Yeah. And it shocks me, these people that came out with such egotistical pride and self-righteousness to tell somebody that this thing could kill you and there's really no safety studies on it. We really don't want to say, but how dare you not put it in your body to make me feel better? I mean, how dare you? Mm-hmm. you know, talk about judgment and condemnation. That's the enemy. That's how the yeah. enemy plays. He's a condemner of you. That is not God. God is not about fear and he's not about condemnation. He's about power and conviction. And we have to learn the difference and start to come together as a body of brilliant minds and wisdom seeking Holy Spirit loving people and help people that may have been deceived. That's okay. And there's no one smarter or better in that whole movement. We all have a part to play. So that's what I love about what I see is happening now. What was that ding? (laughs) <laughs> now, I don't know. People just dinging me all the time. Ding, ding. But was like, ding, that was the Holy Spirit going, yeah. ding, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, Tracy, this is, you know, uh, part of this journey. I can align very much with your experience in my own having, you know, grown up in medicine and found a way out of it and then learned of natural medicine and homeopathy, all these things that were condemned or out, you know, or they, people were outraged that you would even talk about here in media and yet I befriended some of the most brilliant doctors on the planet that weren't driven by ego, that were driven by a desire truly to help and always to learn. And mm-hmm. so, you know, as I look at my life, as, as you look at yours, we go, wow, we're rubbing elbows with some really smart people. And we right. acknowledge their, their smarts, but also um, the idea of a social consciousness or construct of license, you brought that up. And I think, you know, we would be all better off to abolish licensure because it's asking permission of a government or an agency appointed by government that are buffoons when it comes to doing what they're supposedly overseeing. And it isn't evidence of qualification necessarily. In fact, it protects people that do horrible things, as you point out, the last in the class or whatever, or everybody in between. And so the idea is you may be qualified via schooling and you have a particular degree that I'll often pretend or play the play up on that. I call it a degree when those people don't use common sense. But the idea is that any one of us is connected to the source of all wisdom. And that is God who created us all. And that whether we have high, high levels of education and indoctrination or learning or not, that at any moment we can be given wisdom that needs to be communicated and we're often the obstacle to that communication. We say, well, what, what do I know? I can't say that little old me. I would speak that out and people would just yell and scream or, or, you know, do things ad hominem attack me. And yet the willingness to be a fool for God is also, I, I think a, a profound level of going beyond ego, recognizing this isn't about me and what my perception of self is. It's about a message that I must relate and share and communicate. Now, whether people receive it or not, that's not necessarily my responsibility yet. I, I feel always, Tracy, that I've had a responsibility to be better at communicating what I find to be important so that I don't just say, blah, 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 and, then I, and I'm mad because people don't understand it. It doesn't land. It's like, did I do enough work to help make it as clear as possible? Like you're working with Dr. Judy Mikovits to communicate things that may not be easily decipherable by average person. You were able to do that. But also, as you recognize, Judy just needed a little bit more time to communicate and build these pictures and and when you mm-hmm. sit in her, her, her lessons, even if you're a lay person, you're like, I don't know all that she's saying, but I, you can feel it because it emanates from her very being, just like it does from you. 
And, and, and for me, that's a big, exciting part of the journey, even though we've been through some difficult times and there'll be more, but these things are happening as I believe for us, not to us so that we will come back to that source of wisdom, that source of healing and work together and cooperate because we are all children of the creator and that we aren't supposed to be divided. That's a choice we're making. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love how you say that for us, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. God is for us. You know, he doesn't want us to, you know, all cower down. I mean, he is our source of strength and power and we have all authority through him. And we forget that. And we we get scared because our physical life or our physical inconveniences come in. And all of a sudden we're a bunch of chickens mm -hmm. and we, you know, running away. So, you know, seek ye first and all these things will be given to you is about wisdom. It's about seeking him for wisdom, about doing the right thing, saying the right thing, knowing the right thing, you know, wanting to provide the right things for people. That's a big yeah. part of it. And that's what Solomon asked for. He had everything in the whole world and he asked God for wisdom. And that's what I asked God for. I'm like, God, give me, give me your eyes, your ears, your hands, your feet. Like, I want to be that for you. Like, I want to go out. And I think when we take that approach, we love God more than anything. We can love our neighbor as ourselves because we are seeking the right things to do and say, not out of condemnation, but out of love and conviction and, and wanting to help people. And just like, you know, you were talking earlier about the NFL and all the things that are happening. You know, I can't speculate and say he did or he didn't, um, you know, and that's not for me to say or judge. But what we have is a sick young man in the hospital and the whole world's divided again uh, over one person. He, you know, he falls over on a football field and everyone's like, see, and everybody goes to either, oh, here comes these anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorists coming out or over mm -hmm. here, it's the, I told you so people, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, where I try to sit is, yeah, but you know, what's the next thing we're going to, I told you so about, I mean, let's go through history, you know, the smallpox vaccination and then glyphosate. And I could go through a million, I told you so's, but does it help anything? No, we got to have protocols and solutions in place. And so you know, another thing about the, the uh, recent tragedy of this, this young man uh, with the heart event and whatever the, the causal factors are may be determined later, but the middle, if you will, the, those that are not on either extreme. And, and I don't say this to even judge them, but the point is how many people just stopped everything, got down on their knees and prayed, whether it be on the football field or That's around right. the world, even people that disagree on a lot of things began, began to pray. And I thought, well, this is interesting, isn't it? That we've suddenly got beyond the ego and the differences, even though, again, there are voices on the other side trying to keep us divided, but largely most people aren't on either of those places. They're just like, Hey, you know, I want to figure out my way out in this life. I want to help people. I don't want to hurt people. And they came together and just said, stop everything. Let's pray for this young man. And, uh, I thought that was a, a nice response that they don't, that people don't really focus on, but that's a positive thing that's happened. It was. And, you know, Michelle Kunselman, I know, you know, her, she mm -hmm. was had COVID on events, recovered. Um, she said to me one time, code was a highlighter for her. And mm -hmm. I said, it was a highlighter for the world. You know, because it did, it highlighted what we needed the most. We needed a change in the allopathic. We needed a change in our faith. We needed a change in the way that we live our lives every day. We needed a change on value and priority and what was important. It highlighted all those weaknesses. And the chain always breaks at the weakest link, not at the strongest. So when we look at this, yeah, 
for us, right? So he collapsed and everybody takes a knee for the right reason, finally, not because of their pride and their ego and it was wronged and all the things that people say, but because a fellow human being was sick. And at that point, no one's praying to a bottle of B vitamins. They're praying to God Almighty. They're storming heaven's gates saying, as one united front saying, God, spare him. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll listen this time. We won't listen this time. But we say that. And because of God's grace upon grace upon grace upon grace in our lives, he allows us to continue to live for that one more time, God, one more time, every time. And that's what we forget as humans is we think we're better than or less than because we did a thing. You know, condemnation works from both sides, from this side of this hierarchy podium saying, I'm a better Christian because I did this thing or didn't do it. And from down here from condemnation saying, I'm a lesser Christian because I did or didn't do something. That's the enemy on both sides. I don't care what podium he's standing on. We got to get to the middle. So, you know, we got to get back to the roots. I really think what's coming down, like with the licensing and you talking about that, that's a big slave to the government to me. If you are, if you have a license in something, it's not that we don't appreciate your sacrifice and your education. It's actually a saddening thing that the government owns that license. You don't, you know, so we need a new system that way. The insurance racket of, you know, people paying four, five, six, seven hundred dollars. Your line was the best, the most dangerous thing going into a hospital is a really good insurance policy. And I was like, man, that hit me. I was like, dang, Robert, that was like truth right there. But it's true. You know, we're in that racket and we'll pay all that money just waiting to get sick. And then the third, the discrediting of somebody who's not in that system, which is what the Flexner report did. Oh, dumb, dumb over here without your medical license and your slave to insurance policies. I guess you're just not as smart as these guys. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) I feel a little smarter. Um, So we have to start empowering people because I think what's going to happen next, Robert, and you're already seeing with homeopathy as I am, too. Um, the powers of be are going to come in and start trying to take away things that work. We need to learn how to make these things. We need to learn how to do these things. We need to learn what is in our kitchen that can save your life, like capsicum, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a cayenne pepper, that stops can, a heart attack, just stop. like this. So many studies, right? Stops bleeding. It stops bleeding, exactly. And, and is this the basis, as I, I want people to know about this, and I think we have it linked up, Super Donna. Hopefully, we'll have it in the notes. I'll check it out. But you've written an ebook, and it's it's called The Mommy Apothecary. The Mommy yeah. Apothecary. It's and, a resource, yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, I see it on, uh, yes, Super Don put it up there, uh, and it's not an Amazon book. I, I don't think so. I think you have a direct link, and there's uh, it says it's 49 bucks, but there's a discount code I think you sent me. Is that true? Yeah, healthy fam 15. So you can put that in. It's uh, 50 products, how they work, what they do, along with uh, biology, biochemistry, everything is in there. And then 20 protocols. Uh, I also go into things in your kitchen. Uh, so it is a PDF download or it can be a digital flip book um, with, you know, a full index and, you know, I spent hours and hours and hours on this just and I, I did it because people would text me in the middle of the night at mm-hmm. 10, 30, 11 at night. And they'd be like, hey, so and so sick. My son's sick. I'm sick. What can I do? And yeah. my first yeah. question was, what do you have on hand? And if the answer is nothing, you know, there's really 
uh, my next thing would be like, what do you have in your kitchen? Do you have this? Do you have this? And if their answer was no, I, I really couldn't help them. And I'd be like, you know what? I have to send you off, you know, to whatever medical facility you have in your area that will take an emergency call. Um, so it was really just a way to empower my personal clients to be like, here's a resource that you can keep. It's going to go through all the products that I keep back on my shelf all the time. And then 20 protocols for like the most common things, um, you know, whether it's a fever or you have an ear infection or, you know, think of the things that people panic about uh, and then, you know, don't know what to do about. And then also things in your kitchen and how to ferment garlic and you know, just stuff that we have forgotten from our generations prior to us that used to do this all the time as second nature. Um, some supplemental and then some hands-on like poultices, bentonite clay. I talk about that. I talk about silver gel. I talk about uh, different herbs and, and things that you can combine together medicinally um, and not anything outside of what other people have done. And it's not my original context. I mean, it's probably done back in the Garden of Eden, right? Lavender essential oil for burns. I have that in there. Thank you, Don. You know, aloe vera, buy an aloe vera plant keep it in your house. Do you know how many things aloe vera helps with from digestion to burns to poison ivy? I mean, one plant could cover a multitude of issues and we have forgotten about these things. And this was just a really quick, I did a webinar for like two hours on it. I transcribed the webinar into Otter. I took that, I put it into a designer app and I just came out with an ebook and I was like, here it is. So it's about a hundred pages. Uh, with resource and links and studies and all kinds of stuff. Um, it was a labor of love, but I did it just so people had something on hand. Um, my friend, Johanna, who, where we're doing our classes, Odom, she's offered to print it. So that's probably going to come out in a printed format as well. And I'll honor all the people who bought the digital, you know, with a, with a printed copy as well. So, and anytime I update it, I update the digital copy. If I add another protocol, then I just resend that link to everyone that's purchased it so that they have the updated version. That's just part of like a growing apothecary that we all need. And I really think, Robert, that we got to get back to understanding how to do these basic things. How do you make the poultice? How do you stop bleeding? You know, what's a natural antibiotic? What does natokinase and systemic enzyme therapy? I talk about that. I talk about tick bites. I talk about all the things, essential oils, homeopathies in there, everything. I covered five to seven categories of God's apothecary from supplementation, homeopathy, and food, all the way to, you know, what's an emergency kit to have on hand that, you know, God. This is so valuable. Uh, and, and I think you felt the calling. The pulse for it because of all the folks that needed it. And, There's a lot of crying you know, it went into it. I was like, I can't do this. I can't finish it. <laughs> yeah, the mommy apothecary available. We have it linked in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. For those of you listening live, it's the 4th of January, 2023. For those listening later on the podcast, you can come to that date of this show. And uh, Super Don is added for the new year. This was our nice resolution. It was a suggestion from one of our supporters. It says, you know, you need to have an easy link to watch the show later too. And so Super Don has done that through, uh, I think it's Rumble that doesn't uh, censor us like YouTube kicked us off, for instance. Uh, so you can access it there. And it, at uh, the discount uh, code is HEALTHYFAM, short for family, HEALTHYFAM15. I see that. Use that code to get a little discount. But it's it's valuable even at full price with what you've put in there and I, uh, you shall be richly rewarded for the support you have given to so many to help them heal, uh, and get through some of the basics that we have lost. Now, I know I didn't grow up with this knowledge. I had to gain it as an adult 
and I'm still learning all the time, which is fun for me. It's exciting. And uh, that's why I love getting together with, with you, with Judy and others that have this insatiable desire to learn. And also we love to teach. I mean, it's like, it's a both. It's like an inflow and an outflow. Mm -hmm. Well, Robert, I know you and I have done lectures together and I mean, that's what we do. I mean, the one-to-one is beautiful and it's helpful, but the one-to-many is so much more. And I think that's where we're going now. You know, we're going to go to this network of new practitioners, new great minds, new synergy. Um, and we just need to, we, we need, we need a renewing. We can't put new wine in old wine skin. You can't take better people and put them in the old model. But we have, we have better people emerging, right? We can see them see. And regardless of what you think of McCullough and, and everybody else, but they are emerging. I don't know how far of an emergence. I don't know what everyone thinks on that. Calm down. I, I'm just talking. Well, I think the, the, the transformation, which is part of our human experience here, uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've had to, uh, I don't say fight against, but just point out there are some people that will say a tiger can't change its stripes, which is true of a tiger, but we're not tigers. You know, we're human beings uh, created in the image of God, and we have the freedom to transform. As I said, we have the freedom to make really poor choices, but gain from that. I think that's the by design. I don't think that was an accident. I mean, I don't think at all that, that it's, it's, you know, that's why I don't want to condemn people because I didn't want to be condemned for the choices that I made. And the things I learned to do what I do now. And I do agree, though, once you know better, you are asked to do better. And Absolutely. I think that that's something that, you know, as I see some of these physicians, including McCullough, I give them a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, support for their emergence and their openness. And, you know, I said uh, one of the first experiences I had with Peter at an event I spoke at when he spoke at afterwards, he's like, my gosh, he's the first thing he said to me, I've never heard all of that about, for instance, copper. And I say, to your credit, just like what Tracy just said before, if you didn't learn it, you know, do you condemn the people that did? Or do you say, wow, it's time for me to, you know, or I don't know that. So I'm going to send people to you to learn that because that's just not my. And so that's already a huge leap from where it was in terms of the top flight medical doctors on the planet who had no time for any of us who weren't in their club. And some are making a transformation that I believe is very godly ultimately too. And they're uh, driven by that now. And others are choosing to, you know, stay in ego and that's going to be a hard lesson for them. But we've, most of us have been through it to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Well, we just want to invite them to the cool kids party then, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I, I agree. And I said that I was like, you know, we could, we have to just be kind. We all started somewhere in indoctrination. You don't just, unless you were lucky enough to grow up in a family that was already in it. Like, you know, my kids are never going to know like the stuff that I had to go through as a kid, you know, they weren't inundated with, you know, bubble gum tasting penicillin and all the Mm. things that we got or whatever that was and shots of penicillin for everything, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, that's, that's what it was when I was young, they'll never know that world. So they've grown up in this whole new era of people that, you know, like me and like you, they're not vaccinated. They, they're healthy. They take multivitamins every day. And we use colloidal silver and all the things aren't, that's normal to my kids. They're not going to know the normal that I grew up with. So for them, what are they going to go condemn the world? No, I teach them like everything, you know, you might have to teach somebody else. Right. Cause at one point I didn't know if it wasn't for Sherry Tenpenny, mm-hmm. my kid would be on the medical mainstream, but I saw something she did 14 years ago. And I was like, wow, even before I knew her. And then when I met her, I was like, you're, you're it. You're the reason that I chose this way because she chose 
the if that mattered most to her. And that's the thing that I'm learning. The what ifs, the if onlys, the if I could, like choose your if, run with it, right? Don't don't yeah. stand here and, and have a, well, what if I would have done that? No, do it, yeah. choose your if. And that's what she did. And that's what, we, and it has a trickle down effect. It yeah. trickles out and down our one little if only, you know, mm -hmm. and you can choose that. So that's the whole thing of what I'm going with today is that we all can choose, mm -hmm. you know, the gifts that God gave us and to open those boxes and to go share our gifts with everybody, or we can keep them in the pretty package and set them on the shelf, afraid to open it and afraid to ruin the paper. And we get to heaven. I want to yeah. go. I want all my shelves to be empty and God to say, Hey, you don't have one unopened gift. And I'm like, I know. And I shared it. <laughs> and I shared it and we broke it together and we rode that thing into the ground. Like that's what we all should be doing. We shouldn't be scared. You know, if we're because it's power in numbers, right? And you're right, Robert. They're trying to keep us apart and separated because if we all come together, only God knows what that's going to look like. And it would be awesome, I think. Well, so, yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it's something that we are doing. We're not waiting for permission. And I, I give great credit to all those who are seeing through the fear and who have maintained the desire and, and, and uh, you know, have created a space, if you will, for people to come together. You know, this is why I love Jamie Dorley and the gang at Nutritional Frontiers. I, you know, their commitment to not be afraid. There you go. You got your Nutritional Frontiers sweatshirt as well. Uh, but to not be afraid, to not operate on the, the fear and say we have to come together. And there are people that have done that. And uh, they may not be lauded. I mean, I will laud them here. But. Uh, Sherry Tenpenny, you bring up as a great example as a physician. Uh, you know, when I met her years ago, I was out, you know, as this humble little homeopath with a, a bad attitude occasionally, uh, you know, just human. But uh, I met her. I'm like, you're the first doctor that actually acknowledges what I've learned about vaccines from my homeopathic, you know, training. And you actually say it. And you're not afraid to say it. I'm like that for me. What, you know, we became friends immediately because of that. She was one of the few, if only at the time. And yet she has withstood a lot of what? Attacks. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, decades. Yes, yeah, she wasn't praised and held up on a pedestal. Uh, you know, yes, there are people that love her in our community, and and you know, but the point is, she wasn't making a choice based on who would love her or not. She made the choice based on what she knew to be right, correct, true, factual, and act on that. Like, you know, what if this is true? What do I, what do I then do? And she did, and she still does. So, to all credit and appreciation for Sherry as well, and and Judy mm -hmm. Mikevich too, as we've come to know her more and more I've, I've become to you know appreciate and love her more and more from when i first met her at autism one i'm like who is this lady really she's coming from the inside of something that i'm a little suspicious about right and the more you see her spirit and what she is you're like my gosh what an amazing creation of god this judy mikovitz is and what she's here to bring and work with us all on and you tracy and that comes back to um, I, I know we got a question of the day coming up in a moment and we'll have Tracy chime in on that too, but super Don, if you can get the image of the, I think it's the courses, I think there are QR codes that people can scan, but I want to show that and have it show that full screen and Tracy, you can describe again what this actually is. So this is basically a course that Judy and I did. It's six classes. They're about an hour and a half to two hours. The QR codes that are available, there's an online self-pace that you can take one or all the courses at your own pace. Mm -hmm. The middle one is the live January session that Judy and I are doing live. So you can join that, you can ask us live questions, listen to the lecture, uh, and then get the playbacks as well. So those courses uh, are available on Odom. This is our friend Johanna and Rich. 
mm-hmm. uh, who own Odom Platform. It's a very secure platform, and we'd greatly appreciate that they house our courses on there uh, and help us promote them. And Johanna also uh, works with Judy with her book publishing. So mm-hmm. uh, great, great people. So you can go there, and I'll tell you what, Robert, ridiculously low price for all the information you get. This is nine hours of, of Judy and I lecturing on can you detox from this jab? So to your point, when I said before about can you, not really, but there are parts of it that you should detox from. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's three sections to this, uh, enhancing methylation, filling nutritional gaps and uh, um, detoxifying toxicity, that's section two. And then the last is all about the protocols and solution and optimizing the pure energetic immune system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I said like course four, five and six, like especially six was a game changer for me uh, because I really finally understood after listening to Judy, like what she was talking about, the institutional memory and the things that she knew and breaking it out. And then in class six, I was like, I get it, mm-hmm. you know, and it was amazing because I'm not so egotistical that I wouldn't say that I didn't learn so much just by the slow conversations we had. And then in turn, you know, her highlighting products and things that then I could go in and explain why they worked. So I was, it's funny, I always say she's Moses and I'm Aaron. I do all the talking. But, um, I come out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this, you know, palatable. But mm-hmm. so uh, it worked just so well. And the people that took the class, this is what we consider a foundational course to the next six specialized classes that we're going to do. Uh, but it's amazing. And I, I encourage everybody whether you took the jab, um, you know somebody, that entire first six courses, those are foundational protocols that would benefit everybody because nobody's methylation is good. We all have deficiencies in toxicity and our immune system, if we received all childhood vaccines and live on this earth, you probably have not trained your paranergic immune system and you need to. So it'll benefit everybody and everybody's health. It's not just about the jab, it's just about health in general and all the things that can affect us and cause dis-ease. Um, but I, I would encourage if you know somebody, love somebody, or you yourself, mm-hmm. uh, great course. And if you're a practitioner, it, you, you must take it. Like it, I'm telling you, class six, blow your mind. Yeah. Blow All right. Mind. Super Don, hopefully you put that in the notes as well. I know we got that after the fact. And Tracy, again, thanks for what do we call us uh, stopping on a dime and then joining <laughs> us today. Cause you know, I, I'm like, always, are you desperate, Robert? Do you want me to come I, on? Do you I, always, I always love you and want you on. I know how busy you are too, but I, our buddy, Kevin Tuttle is so prolific in, in booking guests now. They're like, yeah, I have Kevin's Kevin? cell number. You know what? Kevin's yeah. You stay in touch with him because when do we have an opening Kevin? Well, uh, year 2025. I mean, it's like crazy. Right. I've never had so many guests, but he's amazing. And, yeah. and today we had, our friend Curtis Cost was going to be on, and I'm um, like, I called you immediately. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And what has transpired in the show is as great as I had hoped with this new information, access to these, uh, the coursework, as well as your new book, The Mommy Apothecary. We do have a question of the day coming in. Uh, it's in the show notes. Bring, bring uh, let's see, this is from David. He says, RSB, if one is in a hospital in critical condition, after one's heart has stopped for a few minutes, can one's vital signs be normal? Now, there's a lot about this question that's loaded. I'm like, if your heart is stopped, no, your vital signs cannot be normal. However, if the heart comes back on, you know, vitals are one thing. They're not everything. Um, mm-hmm. They can detect certain abnormalities and things. And there are other aspects to vitals than just the, you know, the heart electrical impulses, but that's a critical one. 
but can you recover, I guess, is the question. Uh, can you heal from the heart damage? That is the question. If we go to the allopathic view, Tracy, about this, when they say the heart is damaged due to myocarditis, the outlook for a prolonged healthy life, even what they call mild, which is not a true description, uh, is, is never good. But they don't have tools to repair tissue like we do, like we know of. So I have a, a more positive and powerful, uh, uh, uplifting, I think, prognosis, even in those who have had suffered these injuries. And that's, again, part of your coursework working with Judy is not only uh, do we acknowledge this, there's very real issues and real damage, but let's go to the heart of what can, no pun intended, help to correct and regenerate tissue in terms of normalization, which is, you know, normal today is not healthy, quite honestly, where they measure people people against sick people chronic against chronic it's like we don't have a lot of healthy people to, to hold up and say that's our you know kind of our goal as opposed to being normal yeah yeah define normal that's what i always say you know i'm like if you look at blood work and what's normal blood work well that was extracted from people that were in the hospital and they took an average of things and i'm like well if they were in the hospital they were sick so we're looking at sick blood for normal but that's mm -hmm. a whole different story you know for the i i always say there's hope in christ you know, he always makes a way if you're willing to humble yourself um, and then, you know, seek his face for that wisdom that you're needing. So, yeah, you can repair things. Uh, is there a point where something can't be repaired? Maybe. But most of the time it's because somebody didn't do enough for a long enough time. So if you look at what happened with um, this particular gentleman in the hospital, um, I highly doubt he's receiving, you know, nutrients and things to enhance methylation so that his body can cellularly repair things to fill nutrient gaps, uh, things to detoxify his body, uh, things to educate his immune system. I highly doubt that's going on. Probably what's happening is there's repression medications and forcing medications that are forcing or repressing his body to do something without the nutraceutical back backer to educate it so that it can do something. You know, is he getting nitric oxide? Probably not. Is he getting any type of, you know, multivitamin minerals, chelated minerals, the right form of minerals, things that aren't glyphosate laden? I mean, how many avenues could we go down? Can you recover? Yeah, I do believe. I think if it's God's will for your life to be extended, yes, you can. Um, but, you know, given the right things, yeah. it's just sad that the integrative complementary care model, along with the acute life sustaining things that happened by the hospital, God bless them. And the people on that field that day that did yeah. nine minutes of CPR to keep this man alive. Those are things I don't have an essential oil for that. Right. <laughs> we need those things. The acute care model. Boom. Steps in. OK, we got him. Now what? The lifestyle chronic recovery, chronic health model that we're talking about is not over here anymore. It should be handed off to people that understand nutrition, methylation, immune system modulation, you know, detoxification, nutraceutical deficiency enhancement. That should be the next phase. That's where this kid should go. And, you know, I, I hope that if there's NFL players out there that, you know, they, they reach out to practitioners that know that uh, it's really important because, you know, you can stop a pharmaceutical and live, but you can't stop nutrition and live very long. It, no. it just doesn't work. So, well, fanatically, Tracy, what I'm hearing is more and more of what you're you're saying, and that is even coming from those within medicine now realizing the limitations because of what happened in COVID and the fact that yeah. they've become uh, outcasts in their own profession. You know, they've mm -hmm. realized, my gosh, it wasn't so great. You know, I said, 
the license uh, is is kind of a. I often said a medical degree is a handicap, but the license is a handicap. You're you're you're. It's going to become, become the scarlet letter. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Clearly, as, as more and more awareness of the cover-ups of the injuries, the damage, all that has happened, uh, it's a disillusionment that I went through a long time ago with medicine because of my own body, and many people are now going through it. Um, I guess it's a necessary part of transformation to acknowledge you know, that we've been lied to, or we may have been participating in the lies at one point. And, and what do we do at that point? Do we condemn ourselves and, and say, well, I can't change? or just take more drugs and go into cognitive dissonance. That's not a happy long life. That's not right. what I choose to do. That's not what you choose to do. But there are people still struggling with that. And I just say, hold out a compassionate hand. Don't grab them before they're ready. That would violate their freedom to choose their path. But when they are ready, we're ready to help as well. And that's the compassion that you know I've seen people like Tracy have. Uh, and you know, recognizing that uh, there was a time we knew none of this. And if you that's always right. remember that, you, you'll be humble as you approach other people that are just now coming along. Now, if they now know better and they don't do better, you're not obligated to stick around them and, and, and be injured by their activity and their choices anymore. But right. at the same point, when they aren't repenting, that's that an interesting word. Y'all look it up if you're not sure what that means. Uh, and sincere in, you, in your efforts to, to make amends and to do better, um, then there are a lot of folks willing to help you that are, I believe, serving the greater, you know, the godly good, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. And that can be on both sides. We all have to just humble ourselves now and realize where we are and and lend a hand, right? It doesn't have to be a handout. It can be a hand up but to each other, to people that are struggling. I mean, that is loving your neighbor. And it's the hardest thing when you pray for your enemy and they become your neighbor and then you got to learn to love them. You know, mm -hmm. Jesus just say, pray for him. He said, love, love your enemy. Like this whole, oh, really? I have to. Okay. So, and that's a tough one because we don't, we want to be like, see, we tried to warn you, but heck we could be saying that for the last three decades, Robert on about yeah. 50. No, it, I'd run out of, I told you so's, but you know, no, I, don't, I, I don't, as much as there was a time where I may have gone, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm better than you. Right. Just like, you know, that's so not fulfilling. It's not, not even a little. It's not even a little bit desirable, even though we'll joke about it and play around with it, but in humor, not in in you know actually arrogance and ego. Because, again, there were times and things, and even today there are things I don't know a lot. I don't know, and knowing that is helpful to me to always maintain some level of openness to receive something new. As we talked about originally when we started today, the gifts that are always there. Uh, very often we reject those gifts because they don't come in the package with a nice pretty bow that we insist they must come with That's and on. Right. And, and, you know, it's like, oh, God just waits until you get over yourself. And, you know, and, and so for me, the the four or five years in between when I gave up on modern medicine and then learned of homeopathy, it was really grounding in the spiritual laws of life that would allow me to open up when this homeopathic doctor walked into my life that I would have, you know, probably said, what are you? You know, it, it would have been completely worthless of an interaction other than, well, that was weird. But then it was suddenly this is what I was preparing for. And I didn't know all of the full story. And we don't know it often in the midst of it. It's nice sometimes when you can. But as I said, coming back to the uh, attitude of this is happening for me, not to me. If you have enough of that happen over time, you really begin to believe it. Sometimes you have to pretend. And then eventually you go, well, no, that is real. That is really happening for me. And I look back at all the things that I would go, man, that really sucked at the time. And I can know, wow, I was loved enough to be allowed to make horrible choices, to suffer the way that I did in order that I would come back by a choice. Right. 
Yeah, there's, you know, there's redemption in the suffering. I always say that like suffering's not bad. Pain is not bad. It's when you get stuck in it, you know, and you don't see what is beyond the suffering and what you are to learn in that suffering and to be freed from in that suffering. And most of the time we create our own suffering, you know, so um, I think, like you said, this is happening for us, not to us. It's a great thing to walk out of this time we spent together. I love that. I'm going to take that with me for sure. And for everybody here to take that with you, you know, know that you play a part in all of this and it's not an insignificant part. You know, the, the, what if, you know, if you can, whatever, if you choose today, go out and do it with all your heart and help somebody, it will have a trickle down effect, whether you see the fruits of that or not. Uh, we won't always see the fruits of what we do, you know, but uh, it doesn't mean that we don't bear fruit for people. Um, and that's that's something that we all can do. So thank Beautiful. you Rob, for having me Great on today. You. I yeah. appreciate you helping us spread the word on the class and everything. That was um, really I'm grateful that you've done it. You put the work in and I, I would li love it that people would avail themselves of what you have learned and what you're doing. The link, the link and it's in the show notes as well as up on the screen for those of you watching now as well. Tracy Straup N.D. Uh, Tracy is spelled T-R-A-C-E-Y-S-T-R-O-U-P-N-D for naturopathic doctor, N-D.com. And uh, links are there in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Remember, you can get our newsletter by signing up at our website or set, uh, texting my initials, RSB, to 22828. I got that right. 22828. There it is. And then you'll get the uh, newsletter in the inbox. And there's great stuff Superdon's putting out, including links to things we talk about on the show. The new Mommy Apothecary ebook with the discount code again is uh, what is that discount code, Tracy? Healthy Fam 15. Healthy Fam 15. So take advantage of that as well. And Tracy, real quick before I let you go, where are you going to be next? Where's the next live event that people can attend and see you? I have no idea. <laughs> I like to be invited. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not out there like all you guys. Like I kind of get brought in here and there. That's oh, I'm cool. not invited to places either. We talk about uh, that. And it's yeah, like, okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's all right. Um, I I know what God wants me to do, and I, and I step in when he tells me to. If, well, if, if you've got an event, me. invite Tracy Straup. You will be blessed by her presence. <laughs> Robert, we'll just community. make up our own stuff and do it ourselves. Okay. And we can do that anybody. too. <laughs> well, you know, I look forward to seeing you and, and, and please send my love and hugs to Michelle. You mentioned on the show, she's so wonderful. What a golden heart she has as well. And uh, I thank you for all that you're doing. And again, thanks uh, to Judy for being on for a few minutes as she's heading down to the event where I'll be heading to. Uh, and that'll start tomorrow. Yeah. You two behave. I know how you guys are. Oh, behave. Yes. That's all you know how to do is behave. I, what else <laughs> Well, right? thank you for what you do, Robert and Super Don and your whole team. We really appreciate you and you standing out in the forefront and always having such great people on your show. We love you. So Yeah, love you too. And and stay in touch with Kevin so that you're not such a stranger because it isn't <laughs> me that doesn't want you on. I don't Kevin's know. Kevin's on the <laughs> Good. Yeah, you let them know because we have fun every time we're on together. And it's a plus factor that goes well beyond just the the basics. It's just like the insights that you share. It's really great. And I love doing it with you. So thank you. Same. All right, guys. Thanks so much. All right. That's Tracy Straub joining us on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We got a whole other hour of broadcast healing before I have to head out to the event in Florida with uh, Drs. Uh, Terry Stu Warner and so many other awesome folks that will be there, including Judy Mikovits. And I look forward to seeing you there if you can make it. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick educational pause at the top of the hour and be back with a whole lot more news and other things that Super Don probably wants me to unpack, which we'll try and do. But I have to pack right after the show. So we'll do unpacking and packing at the same time. Somehow, some way, 
because it's the Robert Scott Bell Show where I remind you that the power to heal is yours. You know, sometimes all I want to do is express gratitude for uh, our ability uh, to do this show, to, to be able to be with you. And uh, honestly, I, you know, for me, it's catharsis, it's upliftment, and I hope you feel similar to the same various times of the day when you listen to the show later or uh, whenever that might be. But uh, again, grateful for all the wonderful people that have come together and you're like family and you know who you are, all of you that participate in whatever way and share this show. So thank you. Thank you to Tracy Strapp. Thank you to Judy Mikevitz in hour one. Uh, we're heading out after the show today. It might, might be a brief, might not even get to do a bonus round, but we'll see what happens when the time's up because I've still got some packing to do. got to head out. Uh, but I'm hearing some cancellations of flights over to Orlando today as well or delay. So who knows? But so far, so good on time. We'll get there about midnight. Uh, Super Don, let me bring you back into the mix. And thank you for, uh, you spun on a dime too today when we had a plan for this show. And it's just like we were talking. It's like, <laughs> that uh, and yeah. it worked out beautifully just, just as it was supposed to uh, with Tracy on there and a bonus of little, uh, little wonderful Judy Mikevitz too. Yeah. That was kind of cool. That was yeah, kind of cool. I thought that now I, there may be updates and, and announcements that I'm not aware of. Some of which I am including again, the gratitude for our friends at nutritional frontiers. that will join us at the event in Florida and uh, there'll be upcoming events. Hopefully, we'll find out from Jamie Dorley directly if they've rescheduled officially a date for the the big retreat. I think in the I think they were going to have it like in Tampa, St. Pete, or Clearwater area on the beach. Uh, you remember that was the original one. They don't have a new date on that, do they yet? That one's an old. Oh, I, one. I will have to look. That's an old screen grab. I yeah. didn't realize that there had been change. Yeah, no, that one they delayed. So I'll we're, check we're looking it out. At that. Okay. But also remember, uh, in addition to this event, uh, I'll be at the Reawaken America tour, uh, Clay Clark, and uh, we'll be interviewing some great folks there. We're going to have a great time, a great weekend in Nashville coming up later in January. And then in February, we have the big Next Steps conference. Tia Severino was on just a couple of days ago talking about how many awesome folks are coming to that. And next-steps.info, use the code RSB10 to get a discount on tickets. Then we have the virtual Health Freedom Expo, February 18th and 19th. That's actually just prior to the Next Steps conference. Warm you up for that. And that's everything that happened at the Health Freedom Expo in October. And then some more things that we haven't had done and haven't even presented yet uh, through the Whova app. So that's a wonderful opportunity to get three months access at least to, to see everything that you couldn't even see when you were there in October. And if you weren't, you've got a lot of catching up to do, but you'll have the time to do it. And so there'll be other upcoming events announcements as well. I uh, just wanted to, again, remind you of these things that bring us together and give us opportunities to come together. And some of a couple of our, our, our dear friends that are patron supporters, uh, they won a couple of prizes, and I'm going to bring them to Orlando with me to hand deliver them. So that's the fun we get to do once a month on our <laughs> AMAs, Ask Me Anything via Zoom, which mm -hmm. we haven't even figured out when we're going to do the January one. I'm looking at we're only four days into the month. It's okay. What about, we did a weeknight. How about, let's just set up the, the 28th of January, a Saturday. Wow, I look do that? at you. Because okay. I think there's no conflict at this point. I don't see a conflict you, there. 
you are thinking ahead here. All right. Yeah. So let's so go let's to do the our, our next Zoom AMA. And, and those of you who aren't patron supporters, it's a blast. And we've even invited some of you who just donated outside of that for special things uh, just to be part of it. So um, by all means, if you want to support us extra, we want to do extra for you. And our next AMA via Zoom will be the 28th of January, one day before mom's birthday. And that will be, yeah, at, what, do we, what do we do at noon Eastern? 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern. Yep. Yeah. So it's a daytime event because <clears throat> we do have people from Europe that join us and it's the middle of the night often. And they're amazing for staying up so late. <clears throat> also, speaking of mom, we played a little video the other day of her going out dancing on January 1st. She hadn't been dancing in a long time now. And, the you know, in addition to the cardio miracle that she's on every day, we added into the mix, thanks to our friend Babry, the Folium PX formulas. They have three formulas. And this has been a, the next level for mom. And, and if it can help at 88 years of age to get her back on the dance floor, what do you think it can do for you? So check out Folium PX, F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X.com. Use the code RSB10 to get 10% off your order and uh, get on the, you know, the Chernobyl-level antioxidant uh, uh, lifestyle. And see what it can do for you. It's pretty pretty extraordinary. As I said, I'm I'm greatly grateful, so blessed and grateful that uh, Babri had sent that to mom, and she's having you know more energy, better sleep, and she got out on the dance floor again. So check it out, Folium PX. It's for real, and we'll talk more about that as we go on. But it's, I know for some, it's still an introduction. You're like, what is this stuff? This stuff's awesome. So check it out and get it. Also, Crave Kicker, uh, the the big 15% discount uh, expires on the fifth tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so take advantage of that. We'll still offer it, I think, at 10%, but take advantage of this. This is dopamine uh, boost support. Uh, it's organic. It's clean. It's RSB approved. We've talked to Sean Cohen about this, and it's more than just quitting cigarettes and tobacco and vaping. If you need that lift, we've talked about other things that d disrupt the dopamine receptors and or uh, production, and you can get this with the Mucunopurians, uh, an Ayurvedic herb, and ha how it has a natural presence of the uh, L-DOPA that you can get a lift through your day, kind of like a, an energy drink without having to do caffeine and other things that deplete you. It's a little lift, upliftment. So check that out. Get a case or two and share the lift, if you will, I'll call it, from Crave Kicker. Share Crave Kicker with a K. Cravekicker.com. RSB15 for the discount code. All right. So uh, any other things happening in the chat room or uh, up? There, there was one message that I, uh, I, I hung on to here, and this was coming from Don. This is regarding the DeMar Hamlin situation. Okay. And I've seen this going around. I saw this yesterday mm -hmm. and people were saying, oh, well, you know, his doctor said that he uh, gave him the booster yeah. a week before we, this happened. We were very suspicious of that tweet uh, right away. I, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, that would be a huge smoking gun, right? You know, mm -hmm. with the conversation that we were having yesterday mm -hmm. about was it the vaccine? Was it not the vaccine? Something like that. So I looked into it and yeah. um, it's not real. Yeah, there was another one this morning I saw of it looked like another football player or a cousin or a brother saying he got triple vax. So you know, it, it, there's a lot that goes on to people take advantage up. of the situation yeah. is what they on do. Both sides they do, and, and, and I'm it, just saying, it sucks. Yeah. And it makes it drives me nuts because yeah. you know as we are trying to sit here and be, you know, intellectually honest and, and objective about the situation and looking at all the possibilities and, and trying to get the information out there and educate people yeah. and inform people. 
you know, there are people that take advantage of these situations because they want to create viral stuff and cause, you know, confusion and, and yeah, there are people that are not interested in, in communicating accurately necessarily. They just want to be the first to say something. And, well, and it, I think know. it goes, I think it's some, some cases it's even, it has more of a sinister, um, agenda. Sure. For Divide. example, this, this tweet that everybody is talking about, about his doctor and stuff like that. When you really dig into it and you look into it, you find out that this, this Twitter account was created last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the person, uh, that created it, um, apparently was like some kind of Trump hating, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, and as soon as they, they sent this tweet out yesterday, they deleted their account and the, they also had a sub stack that they deleted as well. And the mm-hmm. picture of the person that was supposed to be this Dr. Eidelman, uh, yeah. was not, did not match up with the picture of the real Dr. Eidelman, you know, the, the Dr. Eidelman has a practice. He's a neurologist in Florida. Yeah, it's not well, that difficult yeah. to to verify, validate. Sometimes but, it gets very complicated. But you see what happened? They put that yeah. tweet out, yeah. and now there's a lot of people that are that are just like, "See, look, ha, oh, we told you," you know, like we were talking about yesterday. And what does that do? That hurts. It hurts our message. Sure, it damages and, our ability to to be taken seriously by by, by some people when mm-hmm. when people are running around sharing you know false yeah. information. And Super D, you and I, we're not going to be surprised to find out he was probably fully jabbed. And maybe he did get a booster. I don't know, but we would not be surprised. Right. I mean, based on what we know and what's coming out of FDA and CDC, I mean, there's not a mystery that there's a connection now, whether you want to call it causal or temporal, between myriad of adverse events, particularly cardiac events. More and more, the Freedom of Information Act requests uh, you know, are being revealed that good lord this is a danger shot and particularly for the vascular cardiovascular system you know this is why i urge you to to do the things like the cardio miracle and to, you know remineralize the things tracy and judy are talking about because look this is a vulnerability that is out there for any and all ages particularly if you get the jab more than anything else so it's not that we're when when super Don, when you say my gosh hold your horses on that thing that we're all going oh there's no chance and you know what that oh he has super don right is there. controlled opposition yeah exactly that's yeah. Not oh, he's what's going on. <laughs> that is not what's going on right but yeah. the, the point also is you know let let these things uh, you know roll out because we see that the twitter sphere there's the first article in hour two technically is about the twitter sphere uh this uh defender article by michael uh Nevridakis, phd uh, headlines, latest Twitter files reveal Biden officials colluded with Twitter on widespread censorship of medical experts. So even if you were a medical expert and you had something to say, and if it wasn't part of the narrative, they engaged overtly, you know, covertly, but now it's overt, in uh, deceptive practices of violations of the freedom of speech and and claimed it was about the prerogative of a private entity like Twitter to go, we don't want that on, on here. But the reality is, and, and why... Every mainstream, as I say, legacy media outlet is now up in arms over censorship, tells you that they are not a legitimate media organization, whether it's ABC, NBC, CNN, even Fox in many ways. They are not protesting enough that the government should never be engaged in censorship in this way. And and yet we see little or nothing other than derision if you bring up the fact that there was collusion like this. They are mad at you for talking about it. It's like, what does that say about them as media outlets? Twitter engaged in widespread censorship of prominent scientists and medical experts for posting content that contradicted the official COVID-19 narrative. This is according to the latest Twitter files document dump released December 26, 2022 by investigative reporter and author David 
Zweig. Now, the fact that this has uh, happened uh, and not met by outrage from mainstream media, it, it, again, I, I just lay it out there for those of you that still indulge and engage in mainstream media, legacy media. You've got to take everything they put out with the proverbial grain of salt. It's not to say that there can't be an article like I joke with with uh, Super Don about CNN that couldn't be legitimate, but that's once in a while. It's not a controversial topic for the most part or something slips through. But as a, a whole, when you talk about a CNN or an MSNBC or even a Fox, you just want to take, if you do read or indulge in those things, everything and double, triple, quadruple, verify and validate it on your own through other sources. And at the same time, when we look at sources that are not the mainstream legacy media, oftentimes they're derided as not legitimate, but very often they are actually breaking news that the old media is not following, not wanting to cover. And then they'll use the fact that they're not part of the mainstream media as an automatic excuse to dismiss them. So at the same time, I say, because it's mainstream media, you don't want to believe it's true by definition. You also don't want to automatically dismiss if it doesn't come from them. You know, on, these are two extremes of, of, of those things. Now, there's plenty of disinfo and misinfo that comes out of these so-called independent sources. Like we talked about the, the Twitter magic of, hey, look, this guy is a doctor. He's his doctor. And he says that he just gave him the jab. And you realize there's deception going on everywhere. And so then the question comes, well, how do I see through it, Robert? How do I function? How do I operate? And I, I come back to the better, best way to say it for me, the God sense, the connection to the source, connection to the wisdom, the gifts, the communication that are coming from far beyond the mind, far beyond mental constructs that are easily programmed and deceived. And for those of you into Marvel comics, it's a spider sense, however you want to call it. I don't care what you call it, but it's an intuition, something that goes beyond, you know, you can say, well, that sounds pretty factual because it's coming from an authority. They've made it plausible by painting a picture in a certain way. You go, well, it's likely to be true. And you react and you go, see that Twitter thing about the doctor. They know your bias. They know your beliefs. They play and pry and play and pry. And they figure out how do we release this in a way that you're going to fall for it. And then when we discredit it, we'll discredit you so that all of the things you're right about, you're not less right about those things. It's just that because of this one thing, they go, oh, listen to that person. Look, they fell for that. See how that goes. That's Super Don's concern. That's my concern. That's our concern. And there's Cindy say, basically saying this, you know, to make the ones yeah. telling the truth to look bad. It's yeah, exactly. the truth. And it's a hundred percent accurate. One hundred percent accurate. Yeah. I would not be surprised if the person that created that Twitter account mm -hmm. did that on purpose, knowing that they were going to do something and then they, they erased everything because you know, that they yeah. didn't want anybody to find out who, who they were. Don't they lit the down, match man. and it was gone. You know, it took yeah. off. So I guess that's the, the thing we have all of us confirmation bias. In fact, I was talking with my son about that this morning. You know, there was some, some guy who's a, you know, very, uh, macho man kind of focused on, you know, male empowerment. And he picks out an article and he says, well, this guy's involved in trafficking. I said, is it possible that somebody that hates this guy has planted stories? And it's like, you, you've really got to dig deeper than just react to, well, this one source says this, it looks legitimate. It's the same thing we're all learning. And I'm trying to teach the, my kids, our kids about that as well as they, interact with the media world via an internet we didn't have growing up when, you know, you just had the Walter Cronkites or the, the Dan Rathers who, you know, Rathers, a rather 
big liar, as we found in his uh, presentations about his life as well. But all of these sources you must take with the proverbial grain and then look and, and verify and validate. Even I, what I say, yes, even me, I don't want you to believe what I say at face value. Now, you might say, hey, Robert, you have a pretty good track record. I'm inclined to believe you. And, I, and look, I get that because there are sources, people that I know that I rely on and trust that I say their track record is pretty darn good. I'm more inclined to think that they've done their diligence and homework. Doesn't mean I won't also double check things like from people and sources I trust. And I would ask you to do the same. If something seems off, double check it, challenge us, challenge me. I'm not afraid of that. Super Don will challenge me. My wife will challenge me if that's needed. <laughs> you know, It's okay. Because I'm not invested in an ego sense of being right, even though I'll play with the fun when, hey, look how right I am, Super D. Uh, it's it's more tongue-in-cheek and fun. But uh, if I'm wrong, it's okay because I'm not invested in being right for ego's sake. I want to be right because that will help me. It will help you in, in terms of making better choices, particularly about health, uh, but other things. Now, it's an interesting thing that's happening now as I think about right and wrong in politics. It's like, that's a crazy thing to bring up. But I think if I just saw correctly before we went to air, Super Don, the sixth vote has taken place for, for yes, Speaker they're going to need a seventh vote. <laughs> I so was just watching The McCarthy it. guy who was like the slam dunk guy to replace Pelosi for yeah. the Republicans. There, There's enough change and transformation there. There's some real renegade Republicans that are like, oh, I don't want this party line stuff. I don't want the same people that have done the same things over and over to be in charge again. And, and I think there's some evidence that there is some shift and change and transformation. I'm not saying suddenly, oh, the government's back. It's all great. That's never going to happen, folks. Our founders warned us against that. But there are those going in that are willing to do the inconvenient, the things that are causing them to be derided by the people in their own party for not just, just go ahead and vote. We look like a bunch of buffoons. And of course, the media is playing it up. The, the, the Republicans are in disarray. So what? There are people there that are standing on principle. And you might not agree. You might agree. I don't know. But the thing is, if we had poor, more people stand on principle, we would be all better off because they would be hard pressed to get things done that would violate our fundamental freedoms. Principle, principled stance. Again, this is fascinating to watch what's happening. Yes, there's nothing new under the sun in a sense. At the same time, what we're witnessing is a transformation, a, probably a necessary and an inevitable one based on where we've been drifting as a nation, as a people, and as a body politic to go so far adrift that it's, there's a certain point where it's going to spring back and there are going to be people going, no, no, no. Uh, uh, uh. Now there'll be further deception on and down the road. So don't ever think that the government's going to resolve what makes government dangerous. It is inherently a dangerous force. What you can hope to do is restrict it as our founders did by a constitution. And we have long since abandoned that. And that's why we're suffering in certain ways, economically, political freedom issues, et cetera. Because we've abandoned those principles, our founders kind of laid down and said, hey, these are good. These are time immemorial. This is not the stuff that you need to be changing, even though some people would say, well, that paper was written a couple hundred years ago. It's anachronistic. It's not, you know, no, the principles outlast time. Yes, there are the circumstances will change, but the principles are still the principles. Yes, consciousness shifts too, that we can look back and go, oh, they got that one wrong. That can happen. You know, we've seen about things that have changed in America as well over time and, and, and every government on the planet, much less all the people and individuals in any, any given lifetime. So that uh, the government colluded with Twitter and other social media um, agencies or groups to censor in violation of the First Amendment. It shouldn't be a surprise. It's, it's a question of how did it take us so long to figure out that this was happening and then prove it? 
That's what's happening. Now, uh, let's see. Any other announcements? Bottom of the hour here. We got about a half hour left of the show, and uh, I've got to quickly pack and get out. So it might be a rapid end to the show. May not may not have be able to have time to do a, a bonus round, which I like to do with you guys. Unless super down, you want to do a bonus round without me. That's always um, not. Can take over the show. Yeah, actually, not today because today okay. I have got to uh, help Shemaine out with her her show. Right. Oh yeah, Shemaine Nugent, Ted's wife. Look at that, so awesome. <clears throat> yep, today is her the official the official launch of. Oh my screen froze. There you are. I Hi, see I, I'm moving. I'm not moving. Yeah, I hear I'm standing you. Very still. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm, ventri- I'm a ventriloquist. Um. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'll be doing that after the show today. Okay. No worries. Also, I'm I'm a day late, but uh, it doesn't mean I'm pregnant. Uh. Leslie's podcast. I got to work on that and send that out today as well. Yeah. Understand folks, please don't get mad at super Don. If, if these amazing podcasts from, <laughs> from Leslie are day, out of daylight, cause it, it, he's, if correct me if I'm wrong, but you're just doing that of your, your own, you know, accord. Yes, you just, I am. It's you're donating your time. In other words, super Don does so much more. And even though he doesn't have any more time, he's like, I feel this is important. And he does it anyway. Again, God bless Leslie for for uh, stay at home mom that podcast, and of course, uh, we've got the preacher and the Polish girl uh, yes. with uh, Mark and Ula, and it, it's really broadening some of the messaging uh, on the Robert Scott Bell pos- podcast. People love, people love the podcast. It's awesome. It's people so awesome. Are, are listening to their podcasts, Ula, yeah. and and Mark and, uh, and, and Leslie. Leslie. As much as they're listening to ours. I mean, it's not like they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to listen to that one. It's it's all the same. And so. How cool is that? Yeah. It's cool. Like I said, God bless you, Super Don. This is why I ask for help. For those of you who can, if you have an ability or or, uh, a skill and you want to donate your time uh, as an intern and may may turn into a paid situation as we grow. Honestly, things are, you know, it's interesting what's happening in 2023. Even though there are economic challenges all the way around, I'm encouraged by what's happening. But Super D gives so much of himself to what we do here and then some and uh just an appeal for help for super d so thank you everybody for uh, supporting him as well as me and us and what we do uh this mrna uh experimentation these jabs uh, they don't think this is the end in fact there are people out there that are arguing this is just the beginning <laughs> is this who, who is this this is uh this is professor catalin carico she pioneered the use of mRNA, apparently. I don't know okay. what if she knew Robert Malone or not, uh, but she says yeah. she's paving the way for several highly effective COVID-19 vaccines. But, but where are they? At this point, you're, 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 uh, what will we say, reputation is mud if you're actually saying we are doing great with mRNA, so good that there are no limits to the possibilities of mRNA. Well, if the limits that you say don't exist are in maiming, injuring, damaging, and killing people, I guess I could agree, but that would be an argument to stop it right now. And there have been physicians and scientists around the world that are calling for a cessation to this mRNA technology before it's too late. And as much as you know, we have options to help recover and stop certain aspects of the expression, we talked with uh, Tracy Straup and Judy Mikovits last hour, you can't keep doing this. There's a point of diminishing returns where even they and their expertise or me and my expertise, it's beyond our ability to help anybody. So there are no limits to the potential of mRNA technology, and their view is to treat conditions as varied as cancer, malaria, and cystic fibrosis. And and pardon me for thinking that this is an egomaniacal maniac 
based on the claims that she's making. Because based on the track record of mRNA technology and injectable technologies thus far, to make claims that this is going to be amazing to, to treat disease when it's actually creating more disease, dysfunction, distress, and death. This, to me, is we were talking about ego versus the wisdom of creation and God. This is where the scientists get the, the moniker mad scientists, I believe, because they really believe they're bull snot. They really believe that they are God or gods. Those who are willing to inject other human beings or animals to alter DNA protein synthesis as if they have the wisdom of that which created the universe. Dude, that's a displaced, uh, let's say, self-assessment uh, of your intelligence. This is arrogance. This is ego. This is destruction. Vanity always gets you in the end manifesting here if we can only alter dna protein synthesis with these mrna injections we can elicit antibody responses that are in and of themselves basically not even needed to protect you from disease yeah that's right antibodies they're fine if you got them but you don't need them necessarily and even if you have them you can manifest symptoms of disease even the specific thing you claim you are vaccinating against or mrna ing against it's such an immature perspective. And I don't say this in, in the goodness of a child, the innocence of a child. I'm talking about a child that hasn't grown up, that has a, the mind of, a, of an adult human, that has a high-level degree, that now has a God complex. And I'm just saying, yep, you might think I'm just being overly dismissive. Probably most of you don't in terms of mRNA technology. You think it's not enough. I'm not being strong enough against it. But this level of arrogance from that Dr. PhD or any Dr. PhD researchers thinking that mRNA technology is going to save us from diseases, uh, any of them, uh, I'm just going to call it dead on arrival. You proclaim that. And eventually people will see through your arrogance and be bull snot. You know, this is where I do want to cuss. I just, I'm just, I'm not because I know I've got kids in the audience and I don't want to introduce them to words that they probably heard you say. <laughs> Mom and dad, come on, let's be honest. <laughs> let's just be honest about it be like well, that that commercial the the drug commercial from when we were, we were teenagers right which one i learned it from you dad oh yeah right i learned it from you where do you learn to take drugs you watch your parents yeah. do it i'm telling you that you know mrna skin cancer vaccines they're promoting why is there skin cancer because you have a lack of uh selenium for instance a lack of d a lack of sun exposure, but no, no, no. It's a lack of mRNA injections directing DNA protein synthesis in a different direction with no untoward ill effects, unintended consequences, etc. Do you follow what I'm saying here about the arrogance of man, medical man here? This is just, to me, this is destruction, madness, not science, even though they claim, well, we're using scientific methodologies. But yeah, when you find out the disaster that it is, you deny that that exists and you continue to proceed to dominate the world and dominate anybody who would pro preclude the need or perceived need for that by saying, hey, we got this, 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 and this to prevent that cancer and reverse it, including the minerals of creation. Yeah, I know. But those of you who still worship at the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism, you're probably mad at me right now or you're not in the audience. So those of you who are here, you're probably happy if you live in one of these 25 states that have constitutional carry. I didn't know it was half the nation, Super Don. This is kind of cool. Half of the states are now 
You don't have to ask for, for permission where none was ever required. This is a classic case. The Second Amendment says what it says, and you don't get to limit the freedom of the people to defend themselves. Alabama just in, in entered into what we call constitutional carry. Basically, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be abridged. And uh, they're started just three days ago, January 1st of 2023. That's now. And that includes 24 other states. Let me see if you're in one of these states right now. Alabama, start, okay. Alaska, we're doing alphabetical. Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. And I know that uh, they're intending to do so in Florida soon as well, this calendar year, hopefully. Just, it's an amazing thing to witness because so many people have been so frightened by, uh, well, communist hiding as, as, as do-gooders to say, yes, if we could only disarm the population, there would be no crime, there would be no murder. And of course, it's absurd. Then only the people that would never follow any law or regulation are the ones that are going to engage in those activities and have the things they're not allowed to have by government, despite the limitation and prohibition on government, not the people, to prohibit and abridge the right to, to self-defense, which is the right to keep and bear arms. So, uh, Super D, pretty cool. You're not in one of those states yet. Oregon's pretty little, you know, communist-leaning, I guess. They don't believe in your right to self-defense. Well, it's interesting because Oregon is considered an open carry state. Mm. So it's not a constitutional carry. Yeah, so that's where you can carry. deal without permission. That's right. Correct. That, and so there's lots of people, especially around here where I live, where you'll be you know, shopping. Carry. It's still unusual to see. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're walking, you know, you're pushing your shopping cart down the aisle. And some guy walks, guy, with a, guy walks by with a giant gun on his hip. It's like, woo. So, yeah. I mean, you notice it because it's not, you know, it's not like the Wild West, but it is an open carry state. Well, again, this is a good trend because as we've talked about, those countries that have given up any semblance of a right to keep and bear arms like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, you know, Western style democracies, English speaking nations, they have come to realize that the mistake they made because of tragic circumstances, some would argue false flag events that were real in terms of, of damage, carnage and death, but that elicited a response by the people. Okay, you can have our arms. Because we cannot be trusted with them. And that's the wrong response. And in America, it, it's been shocking to the world that every time a tragedy like that happens, we like, you know, you'll have to like, uh, what was the famous line from uh, who played Moses? Charlton Heston. Remember he said, you you can have my gun when you pry it from my cold dead my fingers. My cold dead right? hands. Yeah. And they thought he was like, oh, oh, he just wants to kill everybody. No, it's yeah. a defense of life. Right. That you have a, a viable way to level the playing field from those who would be criminals who would seek their power over you because they would have a weapon or a, a power of force beyond, for instance, women to defend against, you know, thugs, men, per, perhaps, that were criminals. What would level the playing field? A firearm. The defense against, ultimately, though, tyrannical government, the right to keep and bear arms. And that's where our friends in New Zealand, Canada, Australia now, some in Europe, going, Americans, please never give up your guns because we have and we have no recourse now. Whatever they want to do, the tyranny is on in Canada, et cetera. Uh, so this is a good sign in the midst of a lot of things that were like, well, we didn't like what happened with mandates and this and that, but there's good things happening, Super Don. That's the point, I think, of this article to cover it today. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a shift in the right direction. So mm -hmm. we're 25 now, so we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. So cravings. We've been talking about Crave Kicker. 
uh, with our buddy Sean Cohen in the Crave Kicker formula, uh, help you break the cycle of uh, addiction, particularly to cigarettes, but not only those. And there's a Forbes article here about cravings. And it says, if, whether you have a craving for a drug or tasty food, they apparently have same or similar brain processes. Now, this is something I pointed out for years. I said, you know, the same thing that causes you to have an addiction for food or you name the thing is the same thing that will create a, an addiction for any illicit substance, drug or tobacco, in fact, or alcohol. And then if we correct it at that level, recognize it, we can help break that cycle, which is why that Crave Kicker formula is so good uh, for not just smoking, but quitting smoking, but a lot of things. And this is a, a published in the Nature Neuroscience Journal. And they, uh, said, they say they successfully used machine learning and identified a neuromaker or indicator that predicted how intense a food or drug craving was among people who are addicted to nicotine, cocaine, and alcohol. And then they observed that these cravings were manifesting not just for those substances, but other things, including food, including food. And I, maybe we call it a misinterpretation of the cravings and you just grab anything that will fulfill that somehow desire or satiate it temporarily even if it's destructive of your life, these habits can be. So what have we said besides Crave Kicker now that we have an access to that? What have I said is uh, something that we can address to break some of the, the grip that addiction or addictive personalities or cravings have over you? And that is to remineralize the body. When you crave food, there's something in food that you want and need. Now, if you crave sugar, an inordinate amount of sugar. Like people like, a lot of people have sweet tooths, right? Granted, I'll have a dessert once in a while, not like it used to be, but if you crave it, it's like, could it be that there's a mineral imbalance saying, hey, there's something you need and you're misinterpreting the signal. It's not sugar you need, but it's chromium, for instance, as we talked about that the other day, 100% whole food form of chromium to break the cycle of vanadium. You get the food research formula, glucose sugar balance formula from choose to be healthy.com. Uh, and, and so we break the cycle by addressing and understanding the metabolic processes of the body resulting in behaviors or desires to do certain behaviors. We have no earthly idea that simply replenishing certain things or supporting the dopamine receptors like with Crave Kicker to break that cycle. But there's always more to do. Anything that jump out at you, Super D, about this? I think it's fascinating that science is now coming to where our, whole, our holistic thought forms have been for decades. Right. Of course, I, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, give them too much credit because I'm sure they're going to try and find some kind of drug that's yes. going to, you know, yeah. we'll find out what you could do naturally and then synthesize yeah. it, turn it into a drug so we can sell it. Yeah. But, or uh, mRNA shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another example, you know, and, and the whole craving thing, you know, I really hadn't looked that closely at it until we mm -hmm. met Sean Cohen. Yeah. And he's done a lot of research on that, uh, you know, that went into this product that he's got this crave kicker. And so, mm -hmm. I, I it, it's on my radar now, and so I, yeah. I notice these things, and um, you know it's just it's amazing how you know something like the the velvet bean can help somebody kick that habit because yeah, I mean think about it you know people crave stuff all kind of you know everybody craves something mm -hmm. you know and like you said you know there may be different reasons for it but you know sometimes when you're dealing with things like whether it's drugs or or junk food or something like that people like man oh man that tasted really good and I got a mm -hmm. you know I got a big lift from it. Uh, you know, but ultimately the, the result is bad, yeah. you know, the, the consequences of that. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's the reason why people have so much trouble quitting things like, like drugs or cigarettes or something like that, because they're continuously chasing after that lift. They want mm -hmm. that dopamine rush. Right. And so this is the reason why it's so hard to quit. And so this is the reason why, you know, I would now recommend, and I know you do too, 
that yeah. people take a look at the Crave Kicker. It's K-R-A-V-E kicker.com. Mm-hmm. And you want to use the RSB15 discount uh, code. Discount Today code tomorrow, when, you, when you go. Because tomorrow's the last day you get the 15. After tomorrow, the yeah, code reverts to RSB10. Still a good deal. Still a great yeah. prop. And, and please share that with those you love that are having trouble uh, with addictions of any kind. Uh, and nicotine addiction naturally. That's where it's focused, but it's more than that, as we've said. Way more so than thank that. you, Sean, for uh, your support. Uh, and we want to support you, and, and you have a great product there. So check it out. Uh, Super D, I just sent you a picture. It's not a, an artistic picture, but um, see, uh, the, the final story right of the day is about gardening. Yes, uh, natural is. news article by Zoe Sky. A study is now showing that half an hour of gardening provides some, well, the same, in fact, health benefits as weight training. And it reduces the risk of early death by 20%. So those of you who don't want to hit the gym, good Lord, just get out in the dirt. Now, I know in the winter months, some of you can't get out in the dirt. I know our dirt is covered in snow, but we have two greenhouses and they're doing pretty well. First time, you know, it's our second year doing it and we're improving every time. But the benefit in addition to work, oh, there you go, Super D. I just collected those. It's like two or three days ago. My wife said, go out and get us some carrots. And mm. underneath the snow, the carrots are still there. She the was winter concerned. carrots. Yeah, she was concerned. And I would be too. I didn't know this. And I've, I've, I brought this to, to everybody's attention when I learned it from a, a local gardener farmer, that if you leave the, the carrots in, after the first snow, they're sweeter than everything. And even the second or third. But last year we picked, I don't know, dozens of pounds of carrots, 40 pounds, 50 pounds of carrots. And we couldn't eat them fast enough through the winter. And we lost some of them, storing them you know, another way. And, and I was told, you could have just left them in the ground. And, and my wife was saying, no, that can't be right because it, it got down into the teens, right? In single digits. It's going to freeze the carrot. It's going to be, oh. yeah, the ground was frozen. But I pull those carrots up after these hard freezes and they are delicious, sweet as can be. And we've been using them, you know, in our, in our winter dinners, whether it be uh, soups or salads. And it's amazing. So the gardening is happening for me, even in the winter even though I'm not out there every day, there's limited things you can do outside, but we still are growing some things in the greenhouse. In fact, I picked a beautiful head of red leaf lettuce the other day. Ah, oh, so delicious. And there's even more that I can count. We're still growing a lot of things, but it's time for us almost to start planting for the spring, even though we won't be able to go outside for planting for most things until like April, like after Mother's Day, they say. But we can start a head start with the greenhouse. And we've talked about this as well. If you have a place in, in your home around a, uh, you know, natural light, if you have it, a uh, windowsill, you can start growing things that you'll eventually transport or transplant outside as depending on where you are in terms of latitude and in, in the winter, how long it lasts. But now is the time to start thinking about that. We just passed the winter solstice. The light is coming back in the Northern hemisphere. And this is the time to get back out and start planning, start planting indoors, even in greenhouses and get ready. So you have a head start when that spring planting season is ready rather than waiting and waiting later and later, you can be more efficient and we need to be. Who knows what kind of supply chain disruptions we're going to have in 2023 based on the politics and the economics of the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organizations, you name it. They want you hungry. They want you dependent. They want you subservient to them. And the more you have access to food and water and energy, the less you need them or not at all. They don't like that. So you know you're on the right track when they're not happy about what you're doing. 
All right, Super D, what else we got? Uh, I think this is the final story of the hour. But isn't this cool that even though I've been, you know, telling you to get into the gym, if you at least do some gardening every day, you get a a similar benefit? Yeah, it's not the same, though. I appreciate, listen, I appreciate stories like this. And and it's like, well, okay, well, all I have to do, look, gardening is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm I'm not going to um I'm not going to be disingenuous, yeah, and say oh well, that's just the same thing as going to the gym because eh no it's not really, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's exercise and it's good and it's better mm-hmm. than doing nothing but it's not going it's not like you can go yeah you know I picked some carrots and it was just like doing uh, squats at the gym mm-hmm. eh, not, not really but it, it's good it's good. Yeah, by the way, I did some squats at the gym today and I did some roundhouses, sidekicks and front kicks and, you know, just keeping the fitness level going. And I'm just encouraging you, if you haven't started New Year's here with Cardio Miracle, it makes it, it makes all that exercise way better, way easier because it makes the efficiency with which you deliver oxygen through the blood and the uptake afterwards uh, to the point where there's a lot less resistance thanks to the sustained production of nitric oxide. We have links, of course, to uh, uh, the uh, Cardio Miracle and a discount code. It's automatically embedded when you hit that banner link at our website at robertscottbell.com. That's been, again, another godsend of the things we've learned, I've learned, and I, I don't jump dive into these things very quickly. In fact, you know, even with Babry, a couple of years I've known him. I've been investigating and reading and learning until I'm like, okay, yeah, this is legit. Let's get it out there and bring it out to the Robert Scott Bell Show family. And so if you haven't also added in the Folium PX, please try it. The three-pronged approach that my mom is now on, and she's back to dancing. That's big time. Big time, my friends. That's not a little, uh, you know, in, in my mom at 88, almost 89. So uh, check that out. RSB 10 discount code for the Folium PX. All right. Any other questions, comments in the chat room? I see some things coming through. Uh, let's see. About what is this Jonathan? Jonathan Wagner's in the in the chat. Jonathan, buddy, happy new year. I just just placed an order with him the other day. Mm -hmm. Gardening to me is a wonderful form of meditation. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, Jonathan. It's prayerful. It's getting close to creation itself when you do that. And uh, yeah, I'm just so happy when I'm out there in the soil. So y'all doing great, Jonathan Wagner. Choose to be healthy.com. Oh, Cindy likes the glasses. Speaking of that. The, you know, I've got three pairs, two like this. One is the serious blue blocker orange tint. And uh, one is the yellow tint, different kind of the John Lennon style or kind of the cool ones that I have from time to time. I've kind of settled on these because when I'm out and about, it's not too dark or if it's evening, uh, I don't have the darker tint. But this is also a blue blocker. And if you go to robertscottbell.com, you will see one of the first uh, banners is for Indigo Specs. Indigo Specs. And if you go to indigospecs.com, there's an RSB 10 to get 10% off. They have amazing frames and they can get you the reading glasses you need. Um, and they even have an option for prescription, which I did. So I had the glasses. I went into the optometrist and got my script done locally and they measured all the things they needed. I sent them back with the measurements and they did these glasses for me that are amazing. Absolutely amazing. Gorgeous stuff. And they're American made. They're not going to China. They are patriots, they love the country, and they love and support our friend G. Edward Griffin and the Red Pill Expo. So if you're in the market for new specs, glasses, uh, please look them up, indigospecs.com, and use the code RSB10 uh, to get that 10% discount. And they are a wonderful group of people. And I need to f- get them on the show. We've got Kevin, we got to put a, a, a alert out to Kevin so we can get them on the show to talk more about what they're offering because they're doing great blue blocking glasses. 
So thank you, Cindy, for, for that. I like these two. Lori, at the Des Moines airport, flight is supposed to take off at five. Oh, okay. So you're, you're heading down to Orlando. He's on her way. Yeah. And, and my friend Susie is on her way, but she got delayed to like midnight, which is when we arrived. So I might see her at the airport tonight. Uh, there's been apparently been some weather in Orlando. I haven't been paying attention uh, to what's going on there. Uh, let's see. What else is going on in the chat room here as we wrap it up? Um, you, anything else? Who houses? DJ Katie. Leslie says that. Okay. Who houses are finishing a small greenhouse. Yeah. And Leslie, keep sending those pictures out and doing videos on, on your homesteading uh, development because it's helping a lot of people to see it's possible. You guys are amazing, Leslie. And I'm sure you'll, you'll be talking about it more on the podcast, uh, Stay at Home Mom podcast, which is so great here on the Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, did you hear about, uh, I was seeing a thing about a garden tractor. Sherry Neal is commenting. Uh, that guy who played Hawk, something Hawk, uh, Hawkeye? Is, what's the Jeremy Jenner. Jeremy Renner. Or, Renner. Renner, excuse me, yes. Yeah. It was a big thing. He, he, he apparently got injured yeah. severely. Um, he he has blunt force trauma practice. to his chest. Ironically, and they have run over uh, his leg from a snowplow. He yeah. was out doing some, something with his snowplow and got injured. Yeah, but did you hear what he was doing? No, what was he doing? He was actually helping someone that was stuck, distressed. He often apparently he's known for doing that, uh, going out and helping. So it's like a, a good news story in terms of. He's out there, not just only all about himself, right? There's, you know, you got to take care of yourself. But the point is, he right. is known for actually giving of himself to help others. And I did see a comment from one of the other girls from the Marvel Universe. Uh, she played in Ant-Man and the Wasp. She played the Wasp, Angelina Lilly. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about her is that she's outspoken against the jab. So give her street cred and props. And she oh, commented okay. on jeremy renner that's where i learned a little bit about him she said he's one of the most genuine people in the acting hollywood crowd that she's ever met just a down-to-earth kind of guy so oh. again well wishes and prayers for his recovery i just uh, want to know why iron man out. didn't come and help him out yeah that's the that's the thing huh yeah you know we're good we could have could have been really good actually i iron think man. he died already he died in the unit in the marvel universe so he's oh not yeah now you ruined it for everybody that hasn't seen that <sighs> listen either. if you haven't found that out by now you deserve to get the spoiler What's By the way, you? you know, the whole Iron Man thing, I remember talking, uh, you know, Liam Sheff, our buddy, our dearly departed friend, we, we talk about comics because he was also an artist and, and created You guys did a show. You'd expect you did a video on the Batman movie. We did, didn't remember we? That? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Vaguely yeah. remember that. Yeah. But he, you know, we talk about Iron Man. Iron Man is ridiculous because it's not like the kid, the guy has superpowers. He's got technology. But if you're mm -hmm. in that Iron Man suit, taking the hits and landing at the level, the body in that suit is done. <laughs> Like well, maybe it had some kind of high technology um, thing that, you know, force a field on the inside that protected well, yeah, him from okay. impact so and never, stuff. They never addressed that. And maybe, the, okay, mm. so I know it's science fiction. It's silly. It's, but that one is like, yeah. come on, make an explanation. Make something up for that. Like you just Stop did. It. Stop it. Stop it. They, you, you, you need to suspend yeah. reality mm -hmm. when you watch these things. Don't take them so serious. Yeah, just enjoy yeah. Find time to enjoy life. All right. Well, we are at the uh, tail end of the Robert Scott Bell Show today. I'm going to thank Tracy Strout and Judy Mikovits for joining us on short notice. That was wonderful. Hopefully, we'll get Curtis Cost rescheduled. Uh, yep. Got to head out. Got to finish packing and, and, and motor on out of here. Uh, looking forward to seeing all y'all that can be with us in Florida. And there are other upcoming events. Again, Super Don, make sure those events get in the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. We'll and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Plan is live from Florida. 
And Friday's yeah. show, live from Florida, but it'll be early. We talked about doing a live broadcast early. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll actually on Friday, we will be going live. What time did you, did you, did you say it would be? Hmm. <clears throat> I thought uh, it would be, let's see if I have to speak at three, I want to be done by two 30. Uh, and normally we start at three Eastern time. So instead of three to five Eastern time, we're talking about ending at two 30 Eastern time. So that would be what? 1130, 1230 to two 30. No, 1230 to 230 Eastern time. So that's 930 your time, 1030 Mountain. So it's confusing, but it'll be 1130 a.m. to 230 p.m. East Coast time on Friday. That's our plan. 1130, 1230, 130. That would be two hours. So it would end at 130. I want to end at 230. So then Eastern it would time. be. Uh, 130, 230, 330. No, I don't know. I don't no, you're confusing me. I thought no, I had it. Yeah, you're confusing me. Suffice so it to if, say, if you are in, on, on the East Coast, twelve thirty. You want to end at two thirty. It would be twelve thirty, one thirty, two thirty. So it'd be twelve thirty to two thirty on Friday. So that would then be uh, in early nine thirty to eleven thirty or to eleven thirty Pacific time. Yeah, everybody completely so, understands what we just said, right? We've just messed everybody up. <laughs> Everybody's Friday. like, screw it. I'm not watching the show on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll anyway, it'll be early. Time. It'll be a couple hours earlier than normal. Yeah. So if you can join us live, great. I'll put something out so that so people can see it on the website. And um, then it, you'll replay it at the normal time. You can catch the replay if you can't yeah. catch if you can't watch us early. All right. So. Well, thank you all for being here. God bless you and uh, <clears throat> safe journey, everybody that's going to join us there or wherever you are. Uh, keep uh, bringing that power to heal back where it belongs, and that's with each and every one of you. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to run super D right now. So you take care okay. of the end of the show and, yep. and I'll just say this, the power to heal is yours.